Hey folks, I'm Will Jarvis, CEO of ValueBase. Welcome to Assessment Matters, a podcast dedicated to exploring the world of mass appraisal. Whether you are a property appraiser, real estate professional, or just interested in the topic, this podcast will provide you with valuable insight and expert perspectives on the latest trends and developments in the field. Well, Christy, Cy, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Good. We're doing good. It's great, Will. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you both for taking the time to come on the show. For both of you, I'd love if you could give a brief bio um, and some of the big ideas you're interested in. Good. Ladies first. Okay. Uh, My name is Christy Wright. My position is field director of property valuation and review. We're a division of the tax department for the state of Vermont. Uh, I have worked for property valuation for 25 years. Prior to that, I worked on town-wide reappraisals, data collection, and I was also a fee appraiser. And big big ideas. I think we'll get into some of the legislative things that we're tackling right now, which is our our biggest struggle and uh, challenge going forward, I think. Great. How about you, Cy? Well, my name's Cy Bailey. I am uh, a district advisor. I work for Christie. I am also um, the senior property assessor for property valuation and review. So I get all of the all of the questions regarding valuations of properties, and we also develop um, appraisal techniques for strange or unusual properties. And I've been doing this with the state for 10 or 11 years now. And prior to that, I worked for regional and national um, revaluation companies. And it was a fee appraiser as well. That's great. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, thank you both for, for giving that overview and, and some of those thoughts there. To get us kicked off, I'm curious, can we talk a little bit about the core um, duties of the oversight agency in Vermont? What are the core kind of mission critical things you guys work on? Uh, that you're trying to do in the real world? Um, So basically, sorry, (laughs) our division is administrative and collect all the grand list data for the state. Um, One of the reasons we do that is we have a a, a split education tax between homestead and non-residential property. So we have to administer that. We also, um, in Vermont, we have elected listers to do assessing. In many towns still. So uh, you could be not qualified nor educated in assessment whatsoever, and you could be elected a lister at your town meeting. And our job is then to try to help those people navigate what assessing means and teach them how to assess and create a grand list that's both equitable and hopefully close to fair market value. And so we spend a lot of time doing trainings for listers, and we also do the equalization study. We, as part of that, we equalize values for the education tax funding, and we um, create reappraisal orders when needed um, to say, you know, town X, you need to reappraise because you did not fall within the parameters. And I think lastly, and you can add whatever I missed, Cy, we also have what's called the current use program, which is part of our division, which is a use value program, which allows for um, an exemption from tax for certain uses of property, agricultural, conservation, and forest land. So that's also uh, under our purview. That's cool. That's cool. 
And I'm curious, what are the kind of tolerances you're looking for in terms of ratio studies for equalization? Is it 90 to 110 percent of market value? What's kind of the target there on the ratio and then for the COD? And do you use any kind of other equity measures as well? You want to go, Sai? Sure. We, um, as we told you, we, we're doing our sales ratio studies right now for all 250 odd towns in the in the state, and the legislature dictates what those parameters are. Um, it before this year, um, a revaluation would be triggered if you went below 80 percent. Okay. So gotcha. that's been changed in the new legislation. Um, we have new legislation. We're not using the COD as a, as a as a metrics. It's not a determining factor. It's the COD. And if you have a COD greater than 20, you will be asked or ordered by our boss to do a reappraisal. Got it. Got it. So our, so that's our previous was two things. It was eight below 85 or above 115. And gotcha. or a COD over twenty, they eliminated. Oh, good catch. Good catch. Yeah, they, yep. they eliminated the CLA measurement just just recently, just this last year, and now it's just COD for got reappraisal it. order. Got it. So they got to meet that criteria. Or they need to go out and do mm-hmm. things again. Reappraisal. Yeah, correct. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I'm curious, so um, you mentioned you get people up to speed if they they haven't ever done mass appraisal before, they get elected, they get into one of these positions. Uh, what have you found really helps people get up to speed quickly in the industry if they have, don't have prior experience at all with mass appraisal? I don't I don't think they do get up to speed quickly. So. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, As a matter gotcha. of fact, one, one of the things we, we <laughs> preach in our beginning classes is there's so much information that it's going to take you at least three years before you get all the pieces. And it's funny right. because we'll say that and people will feel very overwhelmed. And then three years later, they'll come back to us and say, oh, my God, you're right. I'm finally starting to get all these pieces that go with it, you know. So for me, I don't think it is a quick quick fix. I think um, our class, which is called data collection, I think is the one for me that comes most full circle for people as far as what they should be looking at and the kinds of things. But I there's so much to it and it's so complex now that it, it just takes a while. Do you have a right. different opinion, Sai? <laughs> oh, 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 not at all. And the three years is very true. Um, it, our legislature has done its best to make our, our tax laws very complex. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, it's very <laughs> It's very difficult to explain it to a 12-year-old. So it's a lot to learn. It, it's yeah, There is an awful lot to learn, yes. I see. I see. That makes sense. Are most jurisdictions using sales-adjusted costs, market-adjusted costs, or are they using other kind of valuation methodologies? Primarily, they're using market-adjusted costs. We're, we're a very small state. We've only got right. 600 and... 50,000, maybe. I don't know if that number is exactly right. Um, people that live here. Um, so each of these towns are very, very small. And we were looking through the sales just the other day. And, you know, a big town here for me is yeah. 4,000 parcels. Right. You know, our whole state is is like a county in a lot of states. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so it really is kind of the best valuation approach when you've got these pretty small um small jurisdictions putting things together. 
Exactly. You know, um, using uh, the market approach is difficult. Definitely, definitely. That's cool. That's just cool. just because sense. of lack of lack of lack of numbers, you know, not a very right. big population of schools there to use. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm curious, another big question I have uh, along the same lines is so you know, when you're getting people up to speed, what are the biggest uh what's the hardest thing to teach people? Is it the statistical equalization stuff about ratios um, and CODs? Uh, is it the data collection piece? What's kind of the hardest thing to get people up to speed on when you're teaching them everything about mass appraisal over that three-year period? Well, I'm, I'm going to defer to Christy because she teaches the class. And uh, by the way, does a very good job of it. But uh, why don't you go ahead, Christy? Um, I think for me, it's probably two things. Um, one is that most of the people that get elected in Vermont are an aged population. So the fact that we have multiple systems of software, multiple passwords, changing <laughs> for me, a it's lot. The, it, yeah, it's the, the it's the technology. Um, I think that's a big stumbling block for the population that we deal with. But generally right. in assessing, I think one of the other problems that we run into is because of the fact that we're assessing at fair market value in theory on April right. 1 of each year, and then you have an age, aged grand list and you have to keep equity, trying mm -hmm. to make people understand that you have to be equitable so you can't measure them and chase the sale that just occurred. That's a very hard concept to get people to wrap their head around. And, and to, you know, and some of our some of our grand lists are literally haven't been reappraised in almost 20 years because we don't until this most recent legislation, we didn't have a timeline that was required. They're working towards a six-year timeline, but some of our reappraisals are still like 2007, 2008. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And, and I'm assuming the markets, have you guys also experienced the kind of crazy market swing since COVID? Huge. Huge. Drastic. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Has that pushed a lot of people out of compliance? Yeah. We had, um, we had a, I think it was 130 out of 250, approximately, that were going to be reappraisal orders last year. And then oh, wow. with the CO, the change in the measurement, it went down to 99, but it was still 99 orders out of 250 last That's year. a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. It's impressive. Um, I'm curious. So going off that technology piece you mentioned, how has technology impacted the process of assessment in Vermont? Um, are there any particular technologies that have you found super useful and helpful within the process? Well, well, we, um, I, I would say some of the, the larger towns, Burlington is the largest city in Vermont. They did a reappraisal a couple years ago and were, they were looking for alternative inspection techniques. So they're using products like EcoView, uh, pictometry, things of that sort, um, trying to come up with methods where someone didn't have to knock on the door. Because right. so many couples are working, it's very difficult to get in. That's one of the problems that the assessors are having. The 
the reappraisal data collectors are having is that they just can't get into the houses. No one's I around. See. So developing those alternative techniques is is crucial. Um, and being a rural state makes it a little more difficult. So if you're using aerial photography, right, um, you're in a town, you're you're in a state with trees that are everywhere, right. Well, sometimes you know things don't work out the way you hope they would. But um, right. yeah, we we have been using we have been using um, new technology. We're we're encouraging people to some degree to use that new technology and. Uh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Are there any future trends there around technology you're really excited about that you think will be useful? It does seem like the, uh, there's a bit of an issue with pictometry in a, in a really rural state like this, a lot of foliage where a lot of the buildings are, are just covered and difficult to see. But are there any other technology trends you're really excited about that you've seen that you think could be really helpful? Hmm. Um, I think we're, you know, we may be kind of behind the eight ball because sometimes we are in Vermont, but <laughs> we're working towards um, kind of getting everybody up to speed more with GIS mapping, too. And for me, I think that that's a place that we can go that could be really valuable for right. assessment and, and really linking to that mapping product and, and building more and more into that. And, you know, we have a huge variety of towns that are just barely mapped to the minimum degree all the way to others where you can click on a parcel and see absolutely everything about it and get the property record card and so forth. So, you know, it's kind of dragging all the other smaller towns along to try to get up to speed with that. And yeah, I think that could be a really great place to move forward. So just more GIS and mapping generally is a good place to be. That's great. That's great. You just co-laying that everywhere. I like that a lot. Can you talk a little bit? Just, just, just to go on a bit, um, you know, you're familiar with the Lincoln Land Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, they have recently developed a um, a routine that determines um, vertical equity. You're familiar right. with that, Will? Absolutely, yes. So funny enough, our head of valuation, uh, Paul Bedancet here at Value Base, actually helped design that tool. Which I'm pretty excited about. And it's, you know, it's obviously in the news a lot. Um, so I'm I'm very curious to see how that's going to work. I'm kind of excited about that sort of technology. Right. So, so uh, more technology to help measure just different measures of equity uh, and equalization. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm curious. I'd love to move on now and talk. Can you guys talk a little bit about the ongoing education and training opportunities that are available for assessors in Vermont? And, and you know, how you guys interplay with those ongoing educational opportunities? Um, so we have through the legislature, we have not only do we have eight district advisors that you can call at any point if you're a municipal official and get us to come on site and help you with questions and so forth. So we do direct training that way. We also have a $100,000 grant that we use to fund our classes, fund um, people who want to take IAAO classes, not only the class itself, but mileage and hotel to the classes they can get reimbursed for. So I think we've gone a really long ways towards making it free and accessible to folks that are elected in Vermont. And it, it, you know, for those of us that spent a whole lot of money, 
into this. It's a huge, uh, for me, it's a huge packet that someone can get just by being elected in Vermont. You can get a lot of this training for free as part of that. And um, we also have a certification process that has four different levels. It requires different classes, some of which are ours, which is we provide a pretty robust training um, schedule throughout the year. But it also includes some IAAO classes. It also includes years of experience. So it's meant to kind of build upon itself. And like I say, there's four levels that you can get to over the course of time. And uh, we've had a lot of people signing up and, and taking advantage of that as well. That's cool. That's cool. Are there any classes uh, you're particularly fond of? You think really help people a lot? Um, I Again, I really like the data collection. And we also do an equalization study class that kind of breaks down all the pieces of, of how our process works. And for me, I really like that one because I think it's um, full disclosure for folks, if they can see the numbers and see that there isn't a lot of voodoo going on behind the scenes, right. they might not like the result, but if they understand how it's developed, then they're more confident in what we're doing. Right, right. It's it's not a black box. There's right. there's a kind of explicit process here you can understand, and I think that's good. I think that's good. I'm curious, is there anything you guys think Vermont does particularly well in terms of assessment that you wish other, other states would copy? I know you don't have a great view on other states, I'm assuming, because you don't spend time there. But uh, is there anything you think you guys do particularly well? I, I, think, I think there's there's I think one thing that the legislature has done for the assessment world is created a real user friendly appeal process. That's cool. So if you are, if you're in Massachusetts, for instance, uh, you file for an abate. If you're not happy, you file for an abatement. They they rule on the abatement. If that doesn't work, you're off to court. Right. You're you're off to appellate tax court. Um, in Vermont, they have. A, what they call now lister assessors are called listers in Vermont, and this goes back to the day when they actually counted cows and sheep and things like that. That's cool. Taxes on them, uh, and <clears throat> those listers every year have what's called a grievance day or hearing. You you know your typical hearing. Um, they get to talk to the assessor. They sit down with them. The assessor lister. If they are denied. They have another avenue within the town, and it's called the Board of Civil Authority. And this is made up of the select board and other elected officials, usually about 12 people. And they can go there, and the, the listers, assessors go there and present their case. And plus the pub, you know, the appellant gets to go there. And a lot of these, you know, it's it's very user-friendly. It doesn't cost any money. So then you have you have those two avenues, which I think is great. I'm always I'm always very happy to have somebody else's opinion. You know, it doesn't bother me. Right. That's smart. That's really smart. And having these really kind of legible ways to figure that out and make it really user friendly and simple. Seems like that's a really important thing to have just just for government generally and, and really helps people have a better user experience. Yeah, I think I think also just having the listers themselves, even though, as I said, it's it's not only hard to fill the position, but it's hard to keep people in that position. 
it's it keeps it very local for Vermont, which is part of what people love about Vermont, and it keeps it very accessible and and taxpayers feel like they can go in and talk to someone who's local. And there's a real value in that and and knowing each other and and that that feel to it. I love that. I love that. That's really cool. That's really cool. I'm curious. Um, one kind of last line of questioning here I'd love to go down. What are some of the future trends or changes you anticipate, particularly in Vermont, over the next couple of years that you're excited about or just thinking about or concerned about? Um, so our biggest task is the legislative change, um, <laughs> which included a lot of items. Yeah, It's called Act 68 of 2023. And it okay. changed a lot of things for us. It not only changed those reappraisal parameters, but it set forth for us that we need to develop a system where we can, we will order people to um, order and design and implement a way that they'll be reappraising every six years. So okay. it's a real challenge for us because not only do we have to take into account the 99 orders we already have, we have right. to take into account <laughs> the ones that we're already working on it and have not completed yet. And right. then on top of that, it says, look at jurisdictionally different CAMA systems, who has similar market, who can work together and how we can geographically combine some of these smaller towns so that they can go to the contractors, which are extremely limited and say, hey, you know, can you do these three towns or whatever so that we can get a better better uh, volume discount and make it more appealable to the to the appraisal contractors. So it's right. for me, it's a real challenge because it's all about timing and catching up with what we've got and then putting into place this new new dictate that will allow us to get on a good cycle. Got it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. What are the uh, I guess what are the big opportunities you see with the new the new act that just passed? Um, for me, it would be maybe hopefully eventually we'll get to yeah. more consistency and assessment because, as That's I it. said, we have some that are 2007, right. 2008 reappraisals. So you get that big sticker shock if you've gone, right. <laughs> you know, up. 20 years, right? And yeah. then and then it's a big. It, it just doesn't go over well. So right. and not only that, just equity wise, I think that if we can keep our inventory more up to speed by doing more recent reappraisals, I think it will play out better in the public and make for a, a better equity throughout the state. That makes sense. That makes sense. One last big question for both of you. If someone is new to the field, they're just coming on, they're just a brand new lister, uh, what advice would you have for them to get up to speed as, as quickly as possible? Uh, any, any tips you have? And um, it sounds like you've got a great set of classes. Love to refer people to those. But any tips you have, just people that are new to the field that may have not done appraisal before. <laughs> Ty, you want to go ahead? You want me to? I will. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, it, like you say, encourage people to take the trainings as much as they can. And for me, the biggest thing is if a person who's new to the field can be involved with a reappraisal beginning to end, they're going to learn more than they would learn in any long set of time, you know, because right. you're actually putting it practically out there and you see the whole process through and learn that way. And so I say, you know, 
encourage your select board to, to pay you to let you go on a, a good portion of those site visits. So you see what they're looking at. You talk through with them the schedules and how they're developed, how it relates to the market, and you learn through doing that way. And I think that's hugely important. I think that's good. I think that's really good advice. Just being on the ground, seeing exactly how it unfolds, you get a good sense and understanding of how it all works really quickly. Great. Well, Christy, Sai, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, is it okay if people reach out if they have questions? Absolutely. Great. Excellent. We'll put that information down on the show notes. Uh, thank you both for taking the time. Really excited to get this one released. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Assessment Matters. Come back next week for another episode. You can check out our website to find show notes, videos, transcripts, and more at valuebase.co slash podcast.